You all remember me, don't you? You haven't forgotten me, have you? L.A. hasn't forgotten the ride. Because I am unbeatable. I am unbreakable. I am the riot! You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Hello fans, welcome to another edition of the Women's Pro Wrestling Network podcast, The Rights and Wrongs Pro Wrestling with Mr. Green, and this is still part of the WOW Review. We are up to episodes four and five. We're going to slam these two together because uh, one of these episodes is particularly short, but it does have some good points in it. So, you know, that I uh, don't have any uh, ill will on it for being short than the last Seasons, those short episodes were kind of annoying, but uh, this one was short with purpose, so we'll, we'll give it that. Before I go into uh, the WOW uh, review, however, I, let me get some of the support out of the way. If you are looking to support the Women's Processing Network, uh, as some of you have, and uh, we do appreciate that, I need to uh, point out that we do have a Patreon link in the description below so if uh if you're looking to do that directly you click the link below become one of our patrons and uh of course that supports the the various shows the podcast the introducing series the matches that uh we're in the planning stages of doing some original matches now uh, and of course that that supports the women's pro wrestling network as a whole and that in turn supports the ladies of the independent circle so you know we, if you love the women of the uh the independent wrestling circuit as we do then uh, you, you may want to pop in for that we certainly appreciate it. of course if you are uh, looking for some other bang for your buck you can always go to the women's pro wrestling network plus and you can get the women's pro Net- network excuse me I'm getting tongue-tied women's pro wrestling network volume one which uh, features some of the, the best matches that we produce with three unproduced or unseen matches. They're, they're directly out of the vault. Those matches uh, feature Casey Carlisle versus Dementia the Rose, Pandora versus uh, former NWA Women's World Champion Tasha Simone, and uh, also Jesse Bell Smothers, who, ha- who incidentally happens to appear on uh, this WOW review. And uh, Saradox. So you got a couple of good choices in there. And, and uh, one of my favorite hard-headed matches fe- featuring Casey Carlisle is uh, also in there. And it's only 99 cent. 99 cent, I mean, and that that's that's quite the bargain. I don't, I don't think you can quite get around a 99 cent video on demand, over two hours worth of video. 
and uh, hosted by uh, our, our lovely April Dean. This that was her debut hosting gig for us. Uh, so yeah, if you if you got that, and never mind the fact that if you go on there now, you get a free trial. You do have a free trial. You, of course, you know how YouTube and this uh, is paid channels work. You get you get at least a good seven days. So if you can't fit two hours worth of content into seven days, then the worst thing that you're going to get is a ninety nine cent charge. How's how's that? How's that hurt? How how's that hurt at all? So yeah, if you are listening to this, jump on over there, take a take a look at it, download it. If you I just wanted to give because you're a nice guy, uh, you go to our Patreon page. But don't worry, it's not just giving because you're nice. You will get something in return. The uh, the listings are there on the side for you to check out. So if you are looking to you know get a shout out or something like that on the show, or uh, if you're a big spender and you want to actually produce a match, you can do those things. Just again, go to the Patreon link, and uh, you will be able to see all those rewards for what you give, uh, and we appreciate it very much. Now, getting into the uh, shows. Wow. And if you have been listening to these reviews for any length of time, or you have watched the WOW episodes, which appear on their website, wowe.com, that's a free plug for them. And I need to make it clear that the WPN, the Women's Processing Network, and WOW have no affiliation to each other. This is just a review because, of course, we cover all of women's wrestling. And most, uh, for whatever reason, it seems like most other locations do not seem to cover uh, the, the events that have taken place on the WOW program. So we took it upon ourselves to be the one to uh, do the review for the shows, tell you whether it's good or bad or in some cases, whether it's ugly, but uh, we we've uh, managed to cover quite a chunk of that, and they are steadily in the groove. Uh, the the one shining difference that they had now, opposed to seasons two and three, was it seems like it's all well planned out, opposed to just a hodgepodge of crap kind of tossed together because we got all this footage sitting in the vault and we need to do something with it. This looks like they actually thought it through and like, okay, we're going to go here, we're going to do that, we're going to string this story over here and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's a, a much better project, far more uh, enjoyable to kind of sit back and just watch. So uh, let, let's get to the first one. Uh, State of Emergency is, is the episode that is titled, of course, they have titles for all of them, and that would be the fourth in the, uh, in the series. Now, in order to start that, we got to pick up on the last review or the last seconds of the episode where Alana Starr is in the ring and she's talking to David McClane, explaining to her, explaining to her, explaining to him essentially what her plan is. And then she's like, I got one more surprise. And he turns to the curtain and then, you know, his eyes get big and it, and it cuts off. So this is essentially where that, where that picks up. The beginning of the episode starts with, uh, Selena Major, some of you may know her as Bambi, in the parking lot waiting for her uh, friend, Jesse, well, Jesse Jones. I'm, I'm used to calling her Jesse Bell Smothers. That's, that's who she is on the independence, but in the wild university, she's Jesse Jones. And uh, she's coming in town to, to help uh, Selena Majors out with a problem. Uh, and I think they're, they're known as Southern Pride uh, in, the, in the show if I remember correctly. But after she picks her, I, I said airport, but I meant bus stop. 
<laughs> she, she she came in on the bus and you know that of course they're, they're doing the the whole southern gimmick like hey I want to go to you know Waffle House or something like that and you know they they don't have no Waffle Houses out in L A so you know they settle for something else to go to Denny's so you know it's just I guess it's just a little fun exchange between the two of them before they actually show up in the arena. Uh, but it, but then this show cuts back to the arena, and now we pick up to where the last episode left off, and uh, Riot is uh, brought back. She is the surprise. If you have watched WoW in its original incarnation, Riot was probably one of the uh, more popular uh, wrestlers that they had within that program. So she comes back, which is odd, uh, I, I have to say for me, because... Literally, when uh, I saw Riot or when I heard that she came back, because remember now, even though these are, are coming out now and it's, it's coming out far more timely than the original second and third season, it was taped about uh, three months ago. And prior to that, I was involving uh, or, or having an interview with April Littlejohn, who is known as Riot. And... At the time, and this may have been maybe a month, month and a half before the tapings actually took place. But at the time, she had no idea that she was going to step back to a wrestling ring. She said she might like to do it, but she didn't think that she would be able to do it on a regular basis and all that stuff like that. You know, that she's in a different place now, not necessarily looking towards the physicality so much. Uh, and her career had moved on. She she had gone on into writing. She and I think she may have done one other offshoot as the character Riot when she stepped in the ring with um, Angelina Love and uh, one of the independent shows out there. And, and David McClain allowed her to go and take the title, the, the title and the name and the gimmick and the look of Riot uh, to that particular promotion. And that was the last time you saw her in that gear or in any form as Riot. And here she was. She was brought back, uh, one of the wild originals, if you will, brought back by Lana Starr and this ongoing storyline that Lana is there to kind of wreak havoc and bring Wild to his knees in order for her to get what she wants. And apparently in this story, it is she wants to get the championship back. She was the world champion, and uh, to recap a little bit, she was the world champion. She lost uh, in the previous season, and when this season kicked off at one of those uh, independent shows that they do on Friday nights, the Friday Night Fight series that WOW produces, which doesn't get taped, by the way, but you know they, they do it on Facebook Live or something like that. Uh, it was unveiled that Lana Starr was injured, or, you know, storyline purpose, and we can't, we're not going to allow you to wrestle. So she's she's mad about that, and hence this is why she's instituting this whole thing. So we've already gotten past that. We got to the point that Amber O'Neill is now turned on her and uh, turned on her partner Santana Garrett, instituted by Lana Starr. Uh, Lana has hooked up with Sofia Lopez, who also manages Cage Heat. And now Lana's opened the door for Riot, and Riot brings in Spike and Razor, <laughs> who uh, we know as Hudson Envy and Christina Von Erie, respectively. And then they attack uh, Santana Garrett because all of this is taking place in sequence, like where the last episode left off, this one immediately picks back up. And so they, they go in there, and it's like Riot's girls. And she essentially says that we were hired to uh, perform a job. 
and she's six razor and spike on Santana Gary. They perform a triple power bomb in the middle of the ring. I think they do it twice. And now they are uh, they're about to, I guess, damage her further. But Southern Pride makes the save. Jesse Jesse Bell and I keep wanting to say Jesse Bell. Jesse Jones in here. Well, you know who I'm talking about. So so if I say Jesse Bell, we'll just keep on rolling. But uh, Jesse Jones, Selena Majors, they come in, they make the save, and they run the girls off. They run Riot and her girls out. So even though Riot's come back as Riot, Riot isn't participating as a um, as a competitor. She's more like a personality and, and a, uh, a manager, seemingly. Uh, we'll see as the uh, shows kind of roll on. But the triple power bomb, of course, we kind of know from uh, – the shield that they're basically most known for that in recent years um but also i think we have to kind of in the wild universe look at that as a little bit of homage to riot the power bomb was her move within the wild universe so of course it only makes sense that uh she passed it on to her her contingency spike and razor so Clearly, we are playing up the the idea that Spike and Razor are the heels, uh, Southern Pride, baby faces. They can't, you know, they come in for the save and and all that good stuff. Uh, but they also went to the the storyline that Santana Garrett has a big injury and it's a legitimate injury, and everybody's quiet and and all that. You know, they're they're trying to play it up as she got legitimately hurt, like her neck might be busted or something like that. And although they were doing a reasonable job of, of portraying it as a serious injury, nothing screams angle alert like somebody wanting to cut a wrestling promo during something that's supposed to be serious. So Selena Majors grabs the microphone and then she starts going off. It's like, I'm sorry about all this, but let me tell you something about respect and this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, well, whatever mood that they were trying to set, as far as Santana Garrett being legitimately hurt, that just got blown. Not not to say that the promo is bad, but I, you know, we we all know that nobody's gonna sit out there and cut a wrestling promo when their friend supposedly is facing paralysis or you know some other possible major injury. Uh, one editing faux pas that it seems like they had is uh, Dan Masters, although on commentary. Is clearly on camera making a phone call at the same time as he's talking on commentary. So, you know, that that's just one of the hazards of taping stuff in advance and, you know, kind of editing together the footage that you have. But um, as I was saying, let's get back to Selena Majors. That, that whole promo kind of broke the seriousness of of the scene. But the ultimate act there, or the, or the, the, the basic purpose of that was to make the official challenge to Riot's girl. So in state of emergency, we know that it, it is essentially designed to push the story forward. So if, you, if you're looking at that episode to see wrestling, you're not going to get it. <laughs> let, let me just put that out there now. It, it is essentially a bonus episode. I don't know why they didn't just cut it together as a bonus clip. That probably would have made just as much sense as doing this. I mean, nothing wrong with having an episode that didn't feature wrestling, but I know some of you guys go to that looking specifically for wrestling and that that is not the case so you have been warned there are no there's no wrestling match in uh, this state of emergency episode um <clears throat> so we can expect to see uh southern pride taking on riot's girls 
somewhere in the future. Now we go into the bridge for uh, the next episode, which is introducing the latest WoW Girl. I think I had talked about in one of the previous episodes that there aren't many WoW originals left, and there isn't. You know, you got Lana Star, she's not wrestling. Uh, or I should say, not just original WoW Girls, but WoW Girls who have only training from WoW. Like, they don't participate on the independent circuit at all. Lana Star, as I just said, who doesn't wrestle anymore. You got Cage Heat, uh, who surprisingly did much better uh, when I saw him in that last match, so thumbs up to them. And you got um, Keita Rush and, and uh, Steffi Slays, formerly Steffi Maviliosa. Uh, so that's about the, the extent of what the wild girls are until we see this new girl introduced who is Dagger. And you, we catch her at the end of the episode, and then you – I kind of prepared to bridge over to the next episode, which is episode five. Like I said, that one, the state of emergency thing was pretty short, so we're just going to keep it rolling. So four and five, uh, wow, Rise from the Dead is the uh, next episode. And essentially, went left off with the um, introduction of Dagger, um, we pick up with, Starting with Dagger and Sofia Lopez, uh, it is not the best acting in the world. So let's let's address that. <laughs> Nobody goes into wrestling looking for an Oscar-winning performance. I, I understand that. But they're having to hold together a scene. They're, they're, they're legitimately like in an office, and Dagger comes in, and she's saying, thank you for let, getting me off the case, and her backstory apparently is that she allegedly murdered her husband, hence the term dagger. But Sofia Lopez, being the greatest attorney in the world, got her off because she found a loophole. So hearing that, you know, and her association with Sofia Lopez, the, the first thing I'm thinking is that she must be a heel. She must be the bad guy. Um, Sofia Lopez essentially six dagger on Holly Dead who some of you may know for the independent circuit, but specifically if you uh, are out there on the West Coast. She primarily wrestles uh, in that that region. And uh, known for being a tag team partner for Thunder, Thunder Rosa's part of the Twisted Sisters. Uh, and somehow, Holiday was able to maintain her name and personality and the, the face paint, the gimmick, which is, which is great. I, I, I absolutely love the fact that WoW allowed her to come in as Holly did and didn't change her around that much, or if, if any, basically. I mean, because everybody else, they at least kind of changed the name. I mean, yeah, Jesse Bell is still Jesse Bell, but they changed the name to Jesse Jones. And that may be because she came in uh, during the WoW revamp. Same thing with Barbie Hayden. You know, uh, she came in uh, during the WoW revamp, the original WoW revamp, and, and she's known as Abilene Maverick. But Holiday managed to keep her name, so, you know, that's uh, that's a big thumbs up for her. But anyway, uh, Sophia Lopez more or less starts telling Dagger, well, you know, Holiday's been talking bad about you, and, you know, she's saying all these these horrible things, and Dagger's like, well, okay, I want to go teach her a lesson. So now we have Sophia Lopez with a new client of sorts uh she her her roster is kind of improving she's she's hanging out with lana star who's the lead heel of wow she's got the uh former two-time tag team champions uh uh cage heat there and now she's got dagger so it, it, i don't know if they're working her up to have a 
uh, a stable, but she she's clearly on route to doing something. And maybe I should say I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe I should say two time tag team champions, but they're former tag team champions with KG. Um, but why Sophia Lopez decides to sick her on Holiday, I don't know. They didn't establish that Holiday had some sort of issue with Lopez, or they ran at each other, or they bumped each other to the hall, or or Holiday beat her up, or anything like that. That that probably be, would be one of the big loopholes of the, that I would say if there's anything in that episode that that would give me probably was that. So they move on and they do an injury recap on Santana Garrett, who at the end of the previous video was uh, shown being taken away in a in an ambulance. Well, taken to an ambulance. I can't say they was taken away. They never drove off, and I think that's important here in the story. They never left. But they did take her to that. They, they loaded up on a stretcher. They they did the whole nine yards. Of how do you feel? Can you feel your hands? What's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And so she, she's uh, kind of put into the back of the ambulance, and they're checking her out. And David McClain took her out to the ambulance personally. So, you know, that, that kind of added a little bit of something to it. I, I have to say that, that that was a nice touch to kind of enforce the fact that it's serious, even though, like I said earlier, they cut a wrestling promo during it. During what was supposed to be a serious angle, I didn't get that, but you know, to each his own. Um, the next day, they, Holiday cuts a promo on Dagger, talking about she knows what she did and and uh, she has to pay. Essentially, even though Holiday kind of comes off as uh, evil in her own right, she's almost like the spirit of vengeance. And that, that's probably the best way I could define her in this uh, this particular environment. This, that that that's the best way I could define her because for whatever reason she decides that she is the one that has to to deal dagger uh, uh, rev- revenge, and it's got to take place in this this wrestling for what you know for the alleged murder of her husband, which. I don't know why somebody who murdered their husband would suddenly decide that, well, you know, my my new job choice is I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And I'm going to walk around with a bunch of knives. But, you know, again, let's not lead too far into that. Um, the one thing I will say that I think Holiday did in the promo that kind of saves some of my issue with the match is that Holiday essentially says that she and Dagger are both bad. And in my view, it saves the segment because one of the things that I that I felt like, as I said earlier, is that Dagger being with Sofia Lopez, being in the alleged murder of her husband, that comes off as a heel, comes off as bad. But then Holiday is there, and she more or less looks, walks, talks, acts, and sounds like a heel also, even though she's, Technically not, but when she wrestles in the match, and we get into that, she she does all the dirty stuff. It, it was like complete role reversal. In fact, let's just go off into that right now. So the the match starts. <clears throat> you got Holiday doing stuff like raking her eyes across the ropes and being super aggressive. Uh, surprisingly, the match wasn't that bad, and I can only imagine that. Uh, Dagger probably, if I if Wow is true to form, she probably has some sort of athletic background and also a stunt woman, so she was maybe able to keep up with with Dagger in terms of physicality. And, and as long as Dagger, an experienced wrestler, is actually calling the match, it is relatively 
you know, palatable for anybody that, that likes pro wrestling. So uh, she did a good job, especially considering this is probably the first match that Daggers had anywhere in the world. So, uh, and, and I was still trying to do some, some research to see who, who she is and where she's from and all that good stuff. But uh, it was like a complete role reversal. Um, Dagger almost works babyface. Holiday clearly is working heel. And that seems a bit out of place considering that Dagger is played up to be on the side of the bad guys. And then, you know, uh, not to get ahead of myself, but they also have an episode where uh, that they're kind of putting it over that Dagger's bad news, like Keita Rush is putting it over that, that that Dagger's bad news. So I don't understand necessarily why they they went into a match portraying them one way and then wrestling another, but uh, hopefully that'll come out later. It, it, it's a small issue, but an issue nonetheless. Holiday wins <clears throat> uh, with the dark side drop, which we all probably know better as the unprettier. It's the uh, move that Christian used as a finisher for a long time. Uh, after this, there's a there's a uh, a bonus, and there's a clip behind it that says, you know, Dagger's like, I tried to play by the rules, and you know, if you want to get dirty, I'll get dirty. So again, it goes back to that same thing I just said. You know, with her being attached to Sofia Lopez and her uh, getting out for alleged murder and 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 her whole persona, uh, now she's saying that you know if you want to play dirty, I can play dirty too. You know, so she was being again kind of presented as a heel, but worked as a baby face. Now she's saying that she can get dirty like a heel anyway, and you know, <clears throat> perhaps, perhaps. As the episodes continue to unveil, we'll find out that, you know, she's actually a good girl or something like that. I don't know. And I'm willing to, you know, make an amendment to my review of this episode based on that. You know, the, the further along it goes, it may unveil something about the Dagger personality that we have not seen yet. But as it stands right now with, with her association, by at the very least, I say that she comes off as heel but and, and you know the fact that holiday is out there to essentially teach her a lesson i'm like well that's that's about as heel as it comes I, I would think so anyway moving on the end of the uh the segment essentially goes over back to the one thread that has carried over from one thing to the next from episode one to, to the previous or I shouldn't say previous, the current episode, is Lana Star. Lana Star has been the thread of everything that's going on in a while right now, which gives her the chance to do what she does best and play up to a strong suit, and that is being an actress. Not to say, you know, Lana actually did improve as a wrestler, but it wasn't her strong suit necessarily. She probably could have gotten better with it if she had done it long term. But by comparison to uh, people who had gone out and worked uh, someplace else other than WoW, say like Eric Porter, it didn't necessarily uh, play up to the same level. Not bad, but just, just not up to the same level. So I like that she is still involved, and I like that she can just be Lana Star, the personality. So at the end of this, 
she comes into a room. We got Amber O'Neill sitting in front of a mirror. She's doing the whole uh, Beverly Hills Babe thing because that's not her new moniker. And uh, she she's getting into into character. She's she's uh, the new protege, if you will, of Lana Star. And uh, this scene that they did right here is actually pretty entertaining because Lana basically comes off like she's playing Amber for a sucker. And... <laughs> She has Amber sitting there in front of the mirror, and Lana comes in with his contract. Says, "Okay, I need you to sign this, then that, and the other." And, and Amber asks her, well, "Shouldn't I read it first? Like, no, you don't read any of this. this. You know, you're, you're you're Beverly Hills babe now. We don't write. We we just sign. It's like an autograph." And she and so you know that kind of gets her excited. Like, hey, I'm going to be signing a bunch of these, and uh, she Amber is getting excited about signing the contract. She says something to the effect that uh, <clears throat> this. I'm going to win the championship because it's supposed to be for you know, the contract that she signed is supposed to be for the championship or a championship match, which is Lana, you know, which Lana has orchestrated. Of course, recapping her story, her not being able to get the title. She wants the title back and she's chosen Amber O'Neill to do it for her. So that is her, her substitute. And Amber makes the statement that she's going to get the title and it's going to be right where it belongs. It's going to be around my waist. And, and uh, Lana, says under her breath <laughs> essentially that uh is going no it's not going around your waist it's going on my mantle and but amber didn't catch that she's like huh she's like oh don't worry about it so um it, as lana just takes the signed copy away and first i forgot to mention amber said that she couldn't read it because the because <laughs> the 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 uh the print was so small she couldn't she couldn't understand. Even though she wanted to read it, Lana talked her out of it. Now I forgot to mention that you know the the, the print was very tiny. So uh, when she signs and Lana takes the the co- copy of her contract, well, I should not the copy the contract away. Amber says, "Well, shouldn't I get a uh, a copy of it?" And then Lana says, "No, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, you know, I, I'll give it to you later. I promise." You know, she, she's basically fast talking and walks out of the room, and. Uh, I thought, you know, for, for a while, that was a good segment. And like I said, it was, it was pretty short. It was concise. It was entertaining. Um, just, just that Lana has kind of moved up into the top heel of the company without question. And the fact that she is at a point now that even though she, she has the opportunity to kind of train a protege and put somebody else in her slot of being the Beverly Hills babe and and she could be the champion. Now, clearly, Lana is working for her own interests and Amber O'Neill is just a pawn in her game. And I like the fact that they kind of set up the the idea that Amber O'Neill is a pawn in her game. She, she's just the body that she needs in order to get the job done and that was, you know, pretty, that was pretty good stuff. You know, and it's not often that I say that about, uh, a lot of the stuff that they do backstage, but that, that was pretty good stuff. Um, <clears throat> setting up for the next episode, Dave McClain, he says earlier uh, during the match between Holly Dead and Dagger that uh, news has come down about uh, Keita Rush's original opponent, Colleen Schneider, who is a legitimate MMA fighter. <clears throat> so we get to this, this segment at the end, and uh, McClain is there de- delivering the news. Uh, that Snyder won't be wrestling her. The, the reason being is that you know is that the state that state athletic commission won't allow us to 
let you get into the ring. You know, we'd have to get an entirely different license because it would be on MMA rules. If you have not seen Keita Rush or heard her interview, I would, I would suggest that you go and go to our page, listen to her interview, and you can uh, kind of uh, get get a grip about who she is legitimately. She not only has trained in wrestling since she went into WOW, but she's gone into training jiu-jitsu and, and uh, kickboxing and whatnot. So she has become really kind of uh, pressed in this uh, this fighter world, along with pro wrestling. She has she has trained somewhat religiously. I'm actually surprised that she even continued wrestling. I thought that she would just dump it all together and go to, towards uh, MMA. But <clears throat> the, the whole setup there is that people kind of know that she's taking that MMA route. And uh, having her going in the ring with Colleen Schneider, an MMA fighter, would have been like a uh, an attraction slash exhibition match. But since Snyder can't make it, and Steffi Slays is in the room also, because Keita Rush and they're training together. She's helping her. Uh, she's spying her for the workout. Steffi steps up and says, you know, hey, what about me? Why don't I do it so she can have her match on the show? Because the whole thing was that if Colleen backed out, then Keita wouldn't have a match on the show. She was booked for that match, and nobody else would be available. Um <coughs> uh, so that plays up the friendship angle at the end of the show, and and it sets you up to to see that, okay, how is their friendship going to be tested here? Because Keita kind of laughs her off, you know, almost treating her like a kid, saying, "Okay, look, I don't want to hurt you, uh, you know, that that's that's not a good idea. Are you sure you want to do this? You know, she's she's you know treating her like you you're not in my level, and." I, I don't want to bust you up and make you feel bad. You know, she didn't say that, but that's kind of how it comes off. And as she gets ready to walk out, Steffi says, are you afraid I'll win? Keita turns around and laughs again. Like, what? You know, almost like I can't believe that you would say that, that you that you could actually beat me. Okay, David McClain booked the match. So, you know, that is how, it, and again, that that's how it kind of sets into motion. Um the friendship angle is our friendship going to be strong enough to resist the the temptation of breaking rules or getting aggressive and all that stuff that the normal things that happen in the course of a wrestling match and uh, that is how they go off the air which again thumbs up the wow uh with the exception of a few timing uh, holes that kind of come in there, uh, one being that the episode kind of featured the unveiling of Colleen Snyder not being there as breaking news, but at the end of the episode it says that Dave McLean approached Keita a week ago and talked about this. So you know that little things like that is yeah, it's uh, it's continuity errors, but if you're willing to kind of overlook that, it's it's a really small thing. I mean, it's noticeable, but it's small. It's, it's not that big of a deal that you couldn't enjoy the show. And like I said, I thought the, the backstage uh, segments here were done really good for a wrestling show. Uh, I, the fact that they use these segments to kind of bridge you over to what the next episode is going to be. I mean, they already advertise what it is. They already tell you. Okay, next match is going to be such and such. If you just look down the lineup of uh, episodes that they have listed on the website, 
But the bridge that they do with the segments at the end really kind of sells the point. Uh, I, I don't want to say that, oh, man, I was like super and uber excited for me to go watch the match. But it does give me the, the idea of what I'm walking into before I do it. And I think that's a good, good idea. And they do a really nice job. Of it. it is so much better than what they had in season two and three. Again, season two and three, although entertaining in the ring on occasion, depending on who was wrestling, the show was essentially just a hodgepodge of what was supposed to have been the pilot episode that they stretched out to two different seasons. It, you know, not, I'm amazed that they was able to do that, but they did. But this season, they, they actually seem like it is a plan. If we're working it through, everything kind of strings off to the next. And like I said, with the exception of a few continuity errors and stuff like that they've done a really good job with it and i i would say anybody that's listening to this clearly you must be a wild fan so you should go and you should go to wwe.com again i'm not getting paid for that i don't have no association with it that's full full disclosure i'm just telling you this as a as a wrestling fan myself uh, it was it was relatively entertaining uh backstage and in front of the camera is it's always better when they have somebody with some actual in-ring experience that's doing it so i'm glad that they have that uh so that's it you know that that is the review in full be sure to go and check us out on uh wpnwrestling.com our website for everything that we have that is the nexus for uh all things women's processing network go to our youtube channel Women's Processing Network or Women's Processing Network Plus if you want to get our best of, which is only 99 cents, like I said, which you got a seven-day free trial. And if you overlap the free trial, you only get charged 99 cents. I mean, that that's less than what you spend for like a, a soda these days. So, you know, you, you have that. If you have not gone to our Facebook page, please go there. You can follow us and, and uh, get in all the polls. We, we've already started the T-shirt giveaway. We've we got to go to that. It's T-shirt giveaway this time. So uh, we've uh, put out for uh, Kara Hogan. We had a, one of our, our followers on that page win that, that shirt uh, by answering four simple questions about her career. So if you follow any of these people, if you are a fan like you believe you are, all you got to do is answer the questions, DM them to the uh, page first, answer them all, answer them correctly, and we will get you a T-shirt on us sent to your door. That simple. And we got one going on right now. So if you are a fan of the gold medal grappler, she's got an awesome shirt, by the way. If you are a fan of the gold medal grappler, Lindsay Snow, uh, we also have an interview with her. So you may want to scroll down for that. That may help you answer the questions, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> if you are her fan, she got this Street Fighter motif type shirt. So you may want to go in there, answer the questions. It is up. It is live right now. You still got time to win it. Nobody has answered all the questions correctly yet as I am recording this. So uh, I would say jump on that if you want a freebie. And I know people like freebies. All you got to do is get them all correct. And the questions here were picked out by the gold medal grappler herself. So that means that she wants to know if you are really truly following her career. And we will have new ones following that. There will be a new shirt giveaway 
and there are probably some DVDs and stuff like that just just going on. So that is our way of saying, hey, thank you as you know for following and getting us to this point. We really appreciate it, and uh, we hope to have more stuff going out for you. So that's it, folks. Thank you for all your time, all your support. Remember to click the links below if you choose to support us directly on Patreon. We re- really appreciate it as well, and we will see you on the next review. Bye, bye, folks. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>